all know the damage that fires are capable of. What we don't always understand is the cause, behavior, and what to do in the aftermath of a fire. Today, you'll understand these aspects just a little bit more. Welcome to Speaking of Fire with Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram. We will give you tips on fire prevention, how to deal with insurance matters, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Donna and Mike. Hello and welcome to Speaking of Fire. This is your host, Mike Slatman. I'm uh, honored to be a past president of the International Association of Arson Investigators. And I've been a fire expert for approximately 46 years now. And this is Donna Ingram, a past director of the IAAI and have been in fire and fraud for 30 plus years. And uh, today it's the Mike and Donna show. Yeah, how about that? So we got some really strange guests. So <laughs> let's let's go into this now. First of all, let me, let me give you a warning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a this is going to be a show that covers some adult uh, subjects. Um, there's going to be talking about fatalities. We're talking about burn injuries, and we're going to talk about situations that have happened. That and it's really not suitable for children, not particularly young children. Um, they'll we'll be throwing in some tips on how to keep yourself from setting yourself on fire. But uh, at the same time, we'll, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, stories, uh, fire stories. And, uh, and I'm going to use the English language, like, uh, hopefully like, um, like Churchill did when, during World War II. He, he mobilized uh, the English language uh, and, and he sent it out to, to do battle. And so I'm going, going to do that too. I'm going to use our language. Uh, Don and I will use our language to try and help you. Uh, not only stay healthy, uh, but to um, deter any people that that believe that the, the fire is the right answer, like to financial problems or or domestic uh, difficulties or something. Because as my friend uh, Jamie Novak 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 of Novak Investigations in um, in Minnesota in St. Paul always says, fires. There's only three causes of fires. They're men, women, and children. And that's almost t- totally true, except for when the animals accidentally do it. But, uh, and then we'll talk about my other, my, there is a daughter I have um, that believes that um, chickens uh, are arsonists. Um, Donna, you want to explain how she got to that place? You know, I, I, I don't remember the exact story. But yes, it's, it's uh, terrified her. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's happened in, in the summertime. We uh, not summertime. In the wintertime, we meet. We we work a lot of fires that have something to do with heating. All right. So um, farmers have a have a tendency every once in a while to one put heat lamps on on uh, to protect some of their their animals. And some of them are chickens, and some of them are pigs, and and uh, even they'll even have uh, heating uh, in in stalls for horses. But at any rate. Um, so what happens is these chickens, uh, if you if you have a heat lamp on a on a and attached with a like a like a clip on the side of the of the um, chicken wire, um, what happens is they will brush up against it, or they will uh, they will have a fight between two of them or something and knock it down into the straw, and and cause the fire. Now oh, I thought ha- it was more about let my chickens go. No, no, no. That's that's a different show. It's that's a, that's a show when we're when doing but social it was deliberate. So social, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so one chicken gets mad at the other one and decides that they're no, that's not what happened. Anyway, so what happens was so my my uh, daughter um, says not this not this one. Uh, my daughter says my daughter Sandy. I'm just to say who it is. Uh, believes that possibly chickens are arsonists, and, and because we kept working all these fires in a row where it was the chickens that did it. Okay. <laughs> now, it's, it's, you have to prove intent, okay? And you cannot interview a dead chicken. I just want to tell you that right now. Okay. So that's, all right. And now let's talk about other things like dogs and cats. Dogs and cats can also cause fires. Um, and uh, okay, so here's now, first of all, I'm not a really belie- big believer in unattended candles. Don't do that. If you're going to have a candle and it's going to be burning, stay in the same room with it. Okay? Don't put it by combustibles. Don't put it on wood. Put it on something that's non-combustible, all right? But anyway, so a cat will come along and jump, like, up onto the couch or across the table or something and knock the candle over, which will, of course, ignite combustibles in that area, and that's happened before. And But guess what? It's the owners that are the real problem. Uh, the cat, uh, the cat is, is being a cat. It's not being um, anything else but that. And dogs. People do not put your dog's food anywhere near the range, okay? You're cook stove, your cooktop, do not put food up there. The dog wants to eat food. And when he leaves, if he's a big enough dog, he may actually jump up and some of them can actually inadvertently turn on a burner or whatever. Just like you never put anything combustible on top of a stove, right? And we've had several of those with the dogs that, you know, you just shake your head and go, Wow, is that even possible? Uh, one of our fire investigators actually watched the dog do it a second time. It was a smaller fire, but actually saw the dog doing that. And it was leaning up. It had the front knobs. Yes, exactly. And, um, and you, always have to be, you, also, you always have to be aware that uh, the, the newer stoves, of course, you have to push in and turn. But even those become worn. And, uh, and you can easily do it. We've, we've had people that were obese uh, that would be reaching into cabinets and, and, uh, and brushing the front of the stove and turning on the burners. So the best way to not have a, a, a burner fire is to not have anything combustible on top of the range, okay? Or leaving your pots and pans on there with oil, residual oil on them. Um, the good housekeeping seal of approval is not given out in a lot of the fires that we, we go to. Anything from hoarder homes, uh, which are extremely dangerous, not only for the people that live there, but for the firefighters um, who we want to protect. Also, um, to, uh, to the person that just is lazy and doesn't clean their dishes. Um, we, we see a lot of that stuff. So, and by the way, most of the fires that we work, and before we get to the real adult stuff, most of the fires we work are pretty relatively simple in understanding what happens. It's not a Rube Goldberg kind of a machine that causes, well, the bowling ball rolls down, and, and that trips the, trips the 
the dominoes to come over to fire the gun and the bullet hits a water bottle and that dumps water on an electrical um, item and it causes a fire. That's ridiculous, okay? If five things have to happen for this fire to occur, in most instances, not all, but in most instances, that didn't happen. And more, fire is more simple than that. It's leaving the the cat with the candle. It's it's uh, turning on the the range and forgetting it's uh, it's uh, going. And um, so there. Uh, and, and then there, yes, children with candles. Um, I myself had one, um, which a mother ran across the hall, and it was a Section Eight housing project, and it was brand new, and left our seven and five year old girls. And had left one of those, those you know, scented air air freshening candles. I'm not going to name the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, in there on a shelf in their bedroom, and they were playing with it and caught the a bedspread on fire. And mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know. They they really didn't know. Right. Well, children are are notorious. Um, from three to seven. Uh, generally, is the age group that uh, they experiment with fire. Uh, you can tell sometimes the children fire just by where it's set, set underneath a bed, little small spaces in a closet, underneath the stairs, some kind of small confined little place where it starts, where it's uh, and the child has been known to uh, to play in that area. We've we've found uh, with dolls and we found toy, uh, you know soldiers and, and things like that in the area of the fire uh, where this child would be crawling underneath there. But um, you brought up something, Donna, I want to address, and, and I thank you for doing that, and that is children, mothers and fathers. Um, watch your children. Stay with your children. We, have, we worked a tragic case, and here's starts with the adult stuff. We were a tragic state, a case in, in an area not too far from Kansas City uh, where a mother was ironing. She was ironing in the living room, and she had a crib in the, in the living room right, right by the front window, at the base of the front window, and she had her baby in there. And she had been ironing all morning, and she decided that she needed to go down the street um, to see her um, friend for some reason. And I don't remember exactly what it was, to get some milk or something. I can't remember. Anyway, so she left the baby in the crib. She's just going to run down the street for a minute, she said. Okay, so she went down the street all right. Well, meanwhile, um, the fire occurs, and the fire occurs and ends up occurring because of the um Iron and the iron was not a, a, an instant off. It wasn't a chip over iron. It was uh, it was an old style electric iron. And the the fire ensues. Now this is in a building that is a concrete block building, low rent area, a concrete block. which um, really holds the heat in very well. The fire department comes. Um, it's it's an extensive fire. And by the time they get there, it's fully involved and. And when upon their arrival, right after they get there, here comes this screaming woman down the street trying to get into the house. Well, she can't get into the house. It's totally on fire. It's the mother. Okay. So they put the fire out. 
And then they put the fire out, and then they're doing a thing called overhaul, where you have to pull the ceilings, and you have to look for fire extension and stuff like that. And and she's screaming, and she's she's incoherent. She's totally in shock. She's on the ground. She's crying. She can't. My baby's in there. My baby's in there. They can't figure out where the baby's at. They look in the bedrooms. They're trying to find a baby. Meanwhile, the overhaul people are throwing things out the front the picture window, which is, of course, broken during the fire. And the fire, firefighter steps on something that's gushy. What do you think it was? Yeah. It was the baby. So um, don't leave your children unattended. It was a bad case. It touches me to this minute. Um, you cannot leave children unattended. You latchkey kids can also start fires. Okay. They come home from school. You've got, you don't have a babysitter for them. Your mom couldn't make it that day. Something. And they are going to make lunch. Uh, we had a three-year-old <laughs> and mom was home. We had a three-year-old take a uh, there was a donut in a bag, and he wanted a donut, and he wanted a warm donut. So he had seen mom and dad use the microwave. So he puts the the bag <laughs> uh, with the donut in it into the microwave and, and sets the microwave for 11 minutes and presses the button. And the 11, 11 minutes is, by the way, it's a little long for a lot of things, um, but this is a full, you know, on full power. And the result was what? A micro, uh, um, microwave, a fire in the microwave. It wasn't the microwave. The microwave didn't do it. You know? So, um, and so while we're on children, and we're going to still stay a little bit of, of the heavy-duty stuff, um, I've worked fires before. If you're going to have children, don't use drugs. Don't use drugs and have children in the house. Don't use drugs at all if you, if, unless you're a mental midget. Don't use drugs, okay? And if you do use drugs, you make sure those children are safe and far away from you. Because I worked a house fire one time where they were having a party in the one room and they had the children placed in a bedroom Right down the hall, but it had a wall heater, okay, and a wall heater in it. Well, the children are little children, so they're playing in there, unattended, of course, and of course, people doing drugs down the hallway are not going down and checking them every once in a while. And so what happens is they're putting paper and plastic and other things into this wall heater um, and causes a fire. There's a fire. And there's, of course, this is not the good housekeeping place. So there's stuff lying all over the floor. So you've got plenty of, um, of uh, time for things to spread out of there. Uh, I'm plenty of combustibles. And it does. And it spreads out. And the little kids crawl underneath the bed. Two of them. By the time one of these raging morons find that there's a fire in the bedroom, uh, it's already 
broken the the exterior window and it only takes three to five foot pounds of pressure to break a window out by the way um and and so um there's fire in this room very big fire and they put it out and they find the babies and they're underneath and and they're like they're like three and four or something like that um Mm -hmm. and they find them underneath the bed Mm-hmm. And by the time us fire investigators get there from the insurance companies, of course, the the the, the bodies are gone. But we can tell where they were because, and this is another adult part, um, when you burn, the fat in your body burns off, okay, and it causes charring on the floor, and you can tell exactly where the bodies were from the charring of the body fat burning off. Ah. And, and that's the thing about movies like um, back in the day, Backdraft, any movie, any Hollywood movie that you see, um, there's not, it, it, rooms on fire are filled with black smoke. So you don't see, um, you're not going to be able to see. Uh, that black smoke is so hot and when uh, you're gone when you're inhaling that. And same with, you know, fire doesn't just stay along a wall and up a wall. It's in the entire room and it's growing. So anything that's seen in Hollywood, um, of course, it's all fiction. That is not the way fire works. And that's what children see and that's what adults see. And so you have a false sense of safety there or anticipation of the way fire burns and what it's doing. And it's completely inaccurate. Anything that you've ever seen except for, you know, true videos. And we put those out, like, you know, over the Christmas time, we put out videos on how quickly a a Christmas tree will burn and combustibles that they actually have filmed. And, you know, it's within you know, seconds before the whole room is filled with black smoke. So everything that that kids and adults have ever seen on TV is just completely inaccurate. Absolutely. The Backdraft, which is a, which is a, uh, a good movie. I like the movie, but it was totally, and of course, it was fiction. And, and, uh, and, and by the way, 55-gallon drums do not launch like uh, missiles out of the middle of places, and, and uh, they can blow up, though. And uh, and there's smoke. You can't see a darn thing. So you know you couldn't see people looking at each other and reacting. Well, you don't have firefighters running across roofs while the roofs are collapsing. Um, their safety no, officer and, would. And the <laughs> smoke is what kills you. Exactly. And that, it builds that, quickly. The, inhaling that is what actually kills you. And there's a if you want to call it a <laughs> in my career. A sense of relief for uh, families of victims, fatality victims, in in which the fire continued to burn and the bodies are actually burned. More more often than not, the person was already had already was already deceased from the that's smoke. Correct. So that's correct. The relief being that they weren't burning, like you see in the movies too. Um, not that that's not painful, but mm-hmm. it, but at least it's given some relief with some of the families to know that much. Yeah, and on TV and in the movies, anytime you have a rear-end collision with a car, it's blowing up. That that doesn't happen. I mean, they Only got rid Pinto's of those back in the seventies. Yeah, Pinto, Pinto's back in the day. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> got rid of them. Um, 
also there's videos. Hey, this is the this social media is wonderful for go to videos of, of fire and uh, fire tests. Uh, NIST National Institute of Science and Technology uh, NFPA has uh, videos out. All kinds of different uh, videos out there of, of fires tests, and we'll show you how quickly a fire can go in, into a thing called flashover, where the entire room is is in a full room fire. Um, and so you should go look at those, and, and you'll see how much time you've got, which isn't much, and to get out and get out. Don't fight it. Call the fire department. Get out. Okay. There's a movie out called Get Out. Great movie. I liked it. I saw it. Um, but I say that about fire. Your fire alarm goes, get out. The smoke detector sounds, look and get out. Get the kids out. Okay. Um, and sometimes uh, people can't get out. I'll give you a, an example of that. Here, there was a senior citizen place. It was multiple units. It was a little you know, like individual condos, all right? And um, and this older lady, who's somewhat infirmed, hard time walking, starts, uh, there, her smoke detector goes off. And, um, and she can't find the fire. And we know she can't find the fire because it, it, took, it took a while for the uh, system outside to, to activate. But uh, we know she was in there looking for it because she was not in her bedroom, not in the kitchen or anything else. Um, and, she, and she was overcome by smoke. And, and she, she was found right inside the door, dead on the floor. But what's sad about it was she, it was a metal door, and she had scratched on the bottom of that door to the point where there was blood on the, on the door. She had scratched her fingers off, her fingernails off, trying to get out the door, trying to get somebody to see this in here. And this was an internal wall fire, Some, something that happens, doesn't happen all the time. This was when they put, when they built these condos, they had put a, um, a piece of wiring and they went through a stud, but they, they, they uh, it was a big turn. Um, and so it was crimped right in the corner, and, it, and what happened was it, um, over time it had, uh, it had broken down from heat, heat resistance, it, I mean electrical resistance, had broken down the Romex and had ignited this, uh, this stud. And how do I know that's what happened? Well, first of all, I found out where the fire occurred, but then I went to the other condos, and I opened up their walls in exactly that same place, and we found many pieces of Romex already discoloration, having discoloration. Uh, and so that whole place had to be rewired in that area. I mean, that whole section. But we, you can see an outline of smoke around the body. You can tell where the body's laying on the floor. We've taken many a photograph where it shows on the carpet that's where the body was found. Um, the, the materials that they're using now for, for um, furniture um, are, can, when burned, put out toxic smoke. Okay, so this is why I tell you, get out. There was one study I saw that said that you have about 30 seconds uh, after you ingest 
after you ingest a, a like let's say you're laying in a bed and you and you set and there's a suddenly you jump up and you either wanted two things you either jump up totally and suck in uh, a lot of the supercharged hot air which will burn your lungs and your and your nose etc and you've already got a big dose of smoke or let's say you just sit up and you don't have the supercharged hot air but now you're full of smoke in the in the in the room you need to crawl out and get out crawl out don't try to find a fire get out go out the window do what you have to do to get away because after 30 seconds you become starting to get um, disoriented you don't know where the front door is don't know where the window is you can't tell sometimes mirrors look like windows when when it reflects the heat some i mean uh, the, the light so um that's why a lot of people are found in bathrooms and uh and um living rooms and bedrooms and they're not anywhere near the doors they're trying to get out um we'll talk about a seven fatality one i had when we come back from the break because we only got two three minutes left here um but a seven fatality one and um and what, what happens there um there's a lot of ways that we can protect ourselves people and one of them is to be smart <laughs> smart enough to pay attention to smoke detectors when they go off how about this how about changing those batteries and those smoke detectors okay how about not moving into an apartment that doesn't have one how about going to your local fire department and, and getting a free one how about talking to your fire department and see if they install them Some by the, the way that's this coming sunday um Change yes. change your clocks, change your batteries. That's uh, this so this weekend. Let's everybody go ahead and do that. Test them if they're wired in. Make sure the backup batteries are working, etc. Yeah, but I don't know how many how many do you have, Don? I got seven in my house. How many have you got? Yeah, my house is uh, newly built, so there's one in every bedroom, one in the hallway. Um, I asked them not to put the one in the kitchen because, well. Yeah. You know, set it off. Cook, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. the kitchen is really not a good place. Yeah, the uh, if you got an attached garage, uh, put one by the furnace down in the basement. Mm-hmm. You know, do, things like that. Something that will give you some warning so you can get out. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, for people that are building houses, too, for just a few thousand dollars, uh, if you go to the National Fire Protection Association website, go to the NFPA Sprinkler Initiative page, and they can get information for you to actually sprinkle your house. There's some cities across the nation that are actually passing uh, ordinances that require new houses to have sprinklers. That has proven beyond any doubt to save lives. Uh, those sprinkler systems, right. and and I wish That's that time, uh, that was something, you know, that everybody would do. Okay, you're absolutely right, and we've got to go to break because I'm I've got the time thing, and you don't have it, ha. Huh? Okay, so we're going to have to go to break break now, and when we come back, we'll talk some more adult stuff. So when you come back, come back to speaking of fire.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Fire Consulting International provides consulting and expert fire origin and cause investigations. Our experienced, certified fire investigators have specialized skills to meet litigation requirements. We also provide peer review of reports for other investigative firms to assure they meet NFPA guidelines and ASTM standards. Educational classes and CEU classes are also provided. For professional investigations, contact Fire Consulting International at fcifire.com or call 913-262-5200. Fireanalysis.net offers cutting-edge, comprehensive programs unique to the insurance industry. Our vendor vetting assures regulatory compliance with the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, NFPA guidelines, and ASTM standards. We ensure that investigators' reports are in compliance with those standards. We also offer comprehensive programs to assure compliance with your company guidelines. Please contact fireanalysis.net. That's fireanalysis.net. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Speaking of Fire with Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram. To call in to today's show, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at speakingoffire.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Mike and Donna Speaking of Fire Today show. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes, and uh, just to reiterate, this is an adult show, so we're going to have uh, some some uh, stories that are, are not suitable for children um, and because of the injuries and deaths that we're going to be discussing. So um, please, if your children are around, do uh, listen to us on, on uh, online uh, in our podcast, uh, our are archived uh, when you when the children are not there. Okay, so um, let me talk to you about this seven fatality firework one time. Uh, it was a house. Uh, it was it was uh, used to be a, a well. It was it was converted into uh, two apartments. Okay, so you had one on the first floor, and then you had a stairway, and then you had one on the second floor. Well, this is about having parties. Now, parties are good. We, everybody wants to have a good time at a party. Uh, and But what happens is sometimes people drink, they smoke, and they, and they get a little bit high or they do something, and they're not very bright with, with what they're, what's happening around them. So, and also housekeeping is something 
that you really ought to consider doing, uh, like keeping things off, off the floor, putting trash in proper receptacles, stuff like that. So there's a fire. There's a fire, and there's a fire in a stairway going from the first to the second floor. It's discovered by the first floor tenants, um, and and they 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 it's starting to smoke. It's in the middle of the night. Uh, they they uh, they try to open the door to the to this common hallway to get out the front door. There's a front door which led to the stairway to the second floor, and it also was an exit for the first floor. And they find a fire in the in the hallway there, and so they they got out the first the people there on the first floor because they went out the back door they went out the window or i mean out the door to the kitchen okay but the people on the second floor they had one way out one way out was straight down that steps and the steps are on fire and they can't get out and some of them tried to get out of a window but this, as I said, a second floor. There was no ladder. They didn't have an escape ladder, one of those nice uh, uh, rope ladders that are inexpensive that you can buy at any, a lot of different uh, hardware stores. Didn't do that. And a lot of people were inebriated. And, and they were, so they were found, and there were seven bodies found upstairs, some against the wall, some against the, um, some against the um, uh, doorway, uh, and anyway, so uh, and and there was a couple by the window that apparently were uh, cognizant enough to try and get out. At any rate, they all died. And what happened? What happened was this: they were taking trash bags of trash and they were putting them on on the stairway. It wasn't trash day. They were doing that. They were just building up these trash bags in this in this hallway. And the night of the fire, everybody's smoking and drinking. And how do we know that? Because we found all the residuals of smoking materials and, and beer bottles and, and liquor bottles all over the place. And um, apparently, uh, and this is what we can we surmise from the, the uh, evidence that was left there. They were throwing their, their um, smoking materials in these trash bags and then putting the trash bags in the hallway. So that's a case of improper disposal of uh, smoking materials and a case of, of lousy housekeeping and uh, a case of being slobs because you put your many, many bags of trash in, in a stairway, which is an escapeway from the second floor. You so, know, you reminded me with that story, too, of, of another one uh, in, down in a bad area town. And when I was on the task force, um, got called out. It was a, a what they call, what you call splash and dash. And it was an older building, and it had this, you know, the common stairway and then divided up in two floors into about six different apartment flats. Mm-hmm. And this, it was an arson, and they had thrown gasoline in that stairway. Now, so now you only have your exit out through that stairway. Obviously, no one can get out that way. The sad part of the story, and there was uh, three fatalities: um, an elderly lady um, in the front top floor flat, 
Um, and it had really gotten to her. A matter of fact, I, I was, it was one of my first ones where it was not nice and, and affected me for a couple of years. And there was a younger couple in the back, and they were found in the kitchen area trying to get out of a window. And the landlord of this building, because it was a bad area of town, had put bars up. Mm-hmm. So all of the windows in that building had steel bars, and there was no way out. So these people had gotten trapped, and they had broken the window. Um, there really wasn't much fire back there. It was all smoke, but they couldn't get out. And they died of smoke inhalation, right? They died of smoke inhalation, yes. Yeah, well, I have one, too. And um, and when I first came, right after I first came to Kansas City, well, it was within the first couple of years I came here. And it was, uh, it was a six-story apartment house had unprotected stairways meaning that there weren't they weren't they weren't closed off or enclosed it went from the first floor to the sixth floor and um and there was a fire there was a big fire in the lobby area and um which had the soda machines and 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 couches and chairs and stuff and then there was a the stairway and and as, as it comes to pass um the fire investigation Big deal. There was six, six people died on the on the floor, um, on the on the upper floors, the fifth and sixth floor, is where they died. And um, even though there was a fire escape, not everybody gets um, gets out. Uh, and so what happens is they died of smoke inhalation. Well, a fire setter had spread gasoline all over the the lobby and to the stairway up the stairway, partially up the stairway, and lit it. So people are not going to be escaping down that stairway, and the smoke is coming up there. And um, and we took samples, residual uh, samples, there's residual gasoline all over the place. And, uh, and we're trying to figure out who did it. Now, at that time, uh, we're now do- not doing the entire investigations now. But at, at that time, we were doing the entire investigations, doing all the interviews and things of that nature. The fire investigator that went there was uh, responsible for that. So it works out that, um, six, that six months earlier, a maintenance man had been fired from, from his job there at this building. And he had moved out of town. He went, he, he went to another state. So of course we always ask, you know, was you know who has anybody been fired? Do you have any problems with the building? Blah blah blah. Is anybody having problems with their neighbors? Uh, all this good stuff. And because he had moved out of state, initially he was kind of like a low priority person to find um, until we started checking into him, and we found out, yeah, he had moved out of state six six months ago, but he had recently moved back to Kansas City. And had apparently had some kind of a brush with uh, with someone that used to be in management at that apartment house. So anyway, they picked him up. Uh, he eventually confessed to the fire and the six deaths. And as far as I know, is still imprisoned for those. Um, which is not always the case because sometimes people get away with arson. Okay. But most of the time, they're caught, and they're caught nowadays. They're most most caught, uh, mostly caught now because the technology is better, and we can pick up 
uh, I've been told one-sixth of one drop of an, an ignitable liquid can be identified. So, And how about that? You just have to take the samples in the right place. Wow. Uh, okay, so some people get, get away with arson for a while. We had a guy uh, that was, we knew he was, he was doing it. He, what he would do is he would, he would go down to the courthouse steps. He'd buy some old piece of thing that was being a, a house that was being uh, sold for taxes and he would go in and put in a couple of, of, of uh, pieces of paneling or he'd, he'd paint a couple of places and he'd move a guy in there that was a homeless guy or something and he'd move him in. And then um, later on, the homeless guy wouldn't be there that night and it would burn amazingly. And it was insured through a thing called Fair Plan. And Fair Plan was uh, you can get if in a bad depressed area where you can't get other insurance, you can get this fair plan insurance, which is usually run by the state. And it's a pool and insurance companies give money into it. And then one of them uh, administers it. So I was working for the fair plan in this one, um, the company that was running it. And we found, (laughs) we found 15 fires in this guy's past that he had hired, he'd hired, uh, I mean, he'd buy them and then suddenly they'd burn. Now, where he made his mistake was the last ones, the ones that I were involved, I was involved in. And it wasn't because I was involved in them because they were all found to be incendiary or intentionally said. But the reason it was is that he made a mistake. He put two of the houses in his girlfriend's name and then burned them. Mm. And so, so what happens is we we got her, and she's and it's a uh, well, long story short is she ended up saying that he did it, and they were using an ex-convict that he used as a maintenance man, and the ex-convict would would uh, tell the homeless guy not to be home, and then he would go in and burn it. Okay, so they they got the ex-convict too, and then but then uh, the guy that was the mastermind is there was a federal case the ATF worked it it was great and they were they were getting in they were gonna they were they got I think they got the indictment or they were getting the indictment and they were gonna arrest him like on a Friday um, and on Thursday he died of a heart attack so so <laughs> so sometimes you get away with it okay you got to be dead but you get away with it okay so just remember that so um, Let's talk about a couple more tips. Let's talk about a couple more tips to keep yourself from setting yourself on fire. People, charcoal can spontaneously ignite. It's now called self-heating. Do not, do not leave it out in the rain and then in the sun or put it somewhere where it's getting uh, warm, hot, and, and drying. You might have some kind of a problem like that. Do not take the charcoal out of your out of your, um, your your grill, put it in a paper bag, and put it on your deck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do not do not do not take fireplace ashes and embers and put them in anything that's combustible, like paper bags. I we had I had a I worked a, a I think it was two million dollar fire one time, and it's very nice place. Um, in and uh, and they had a maid. And the maid 
emptied the, the, the fireplace and did, she said she did, what she was supposed to, put it in this metal bucket in the garage and let it, and let it uh, cool for 24 hours. There's the, there's the thing for 24 hours. And then dumped it into what? A plastic garbage container, one of the big ones, you know, which was also in the garage. Filled with what? Trash. So there was a fire. And guess where the fire was? Hey, Donna, where was the fire? What? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in that plastic container from, yeah. They, so don't do that. Okay, don't do silly stuff like that. Um, and, of course, space heaters, you never put them close to anything that there's a reason that there's those warnings that say keep combustibles three feet away from here from the front of that thing and and don't put them into don't put them into um, uh, power strips that you bought at some some high big box store for two bucks that come from China don't do that um, uh, don't daisy chain uh, power strips like what that means is don't plug power strips into power strips and a whole bunch of extension cords to run some uh, an air conditioner, a window air conditioner. I'm trying to help you guys. I don't want you to have any um, fires. Don't run extension cords under carpeting or, un- or in front of, if you've got a bar underneath your bar stool where you keep stepping on it or putting the bar stool on it all the time, don't do that. Um, don't clean your motorcycle parts in gasoline in your rec room with your motorcycle, by the way, uh, and then ha- turn on your um, fireplace. Why is that? Vapors. Vapors go across it. And then you all have a fire. You don't want that. Uh, when I worked at Fatality, this poor guy, he was in the basement of his, his home. Um, it had a, a basement garage. He had his motorcycle in the basement. And it was relatively new. But he was going to paint it. He was going to paint the, the, uh, the fuel tank. Okay. So he had to disconnect it. And it was early morning and he was in his pajamas. And, and he had a he had a drop light right there because he needed light in his basement to disconnect it. So we found a drop light on the floor. We found where he had dropped the fuel tank, which, by the way, had gasoline in it, just as an aside. And it had burst into flames from hitting on the drop light, and which, of course, he was standing in all the fumes, so his clothing went up. And he ran out the back. There was a volunteer firefighter that was that was in the area, and he saw him run out the back of his garage on fire. And the guy runs towards him, and he's he's up against the wall. He's stumbling. He's and every time he touches the wall, skin comes off of his body and sticks to the wall. And uh, and the firefighter gets him down and puts him out, but it's a little late. It's gone. He's gone. Um, but that was one of the guys that were really was on fire. So you can, yeah. 
actually die and put yourself on fire if you stand in that's another thing morons that go out in the back of their homes pour they have a big brush pile and they pour five gallons of gasoline on it and they stand there next to it and light it up and it blows them blows them backwards and sets them on fire um well you know there, there, there's no there's no accounting for stupid people, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't want stupid people to die because they will cut into our business. No, that's not it. I don't no. I'm saying, you know what we ought to do is just take all the warning labels off of everything and just let natural selection do it. What do you think, Donna? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Donna's not here today. She's calling in on the on the phone, and and uh, but I was telling her last week that I, I'm not responsible for what my face does when you talk. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, all I know is um, I you know there's there's a lot of things that I've seen that that I wish I've never seen. Um, there's a lot of fatalities, and and I was on a major case squad, and I worked murders, and 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 but and these fires, these fire things, um, unattended cooking fires. I have a horrible story about this. This woman is 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 going to make French fries or chicken or something, and she puts all this grease in this in this uh, skillet, and she and then of course she goes in the other room and gets on the phone or or, I don't know, goes to the bathroom, does something and leaves it unattended. So when she comes back, it's on fire, okay? Now, what should you do if you have a fire on a, on a, st- on a range? Um, you should try to smother it, right? You can put something over it, put a cookie sheet over it. Get some, get a pour, pour flour on it. Get, don't put any water on it or it'll flame up and, 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 kit, and get you ruin you to burn your face off don't do that but she doesn't what she does is she grabs a, a hot uh, you know hot part um pad and and grabs it by the handle goes to the back door her children are playing in the backyard goes to the back door and f- is going to f- fling this burning grease out the window or the door and she does Right on to her four-year-old daughter. Oh, that's awful. Who was coming in the door. It's horrible. And, it was, and uh, you know, uh, the Phoenix Society deals with uh, its burn injuries, and we've had them on, and, and, they, and you, should, you should contribute to them. The Fallen Firefighters Foundation contributes to, to families of fallen firefighters. You should contribute to them. You should contribute to to anything that helps you stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. And um, so, hopefully, you've enjoyed. Uh, and, and I'm sorry if it was too too much, but um, some of the stories. So, and, and you will take some of these tips away from from the show. Change your smoke detector batteries. Get a retrofitted sprinkler system like Donna recommends and the, and the NFPA recommends and I recommend. And um, don't think about setting a fire. 
on purpose. Because we will Well, and don't buy into the misconceptions. And I know this has been a somber show because uh, we, you know, we've talked a lot about the tragedy of, and that's just it. That you have no way unless you've been in a real fire or do our jobs to actually know the devastation that comes with fire and how destructive it it really is. And that anything you've ever read or seen on TV is is not reality. It's just really not. And so we we thought we'd take today and just really talk about reality and, and people getting hurt, people dying, and, and the ways to prevent that. Right, exactly. And, and look at those videos on the Internet about how fast it spreads. And when you get it, when, leave, if you're in a hotel and the, and the fire system goes off, don't wait for people to tell you to leave. Leave. Go. I want you to, I want you to stay alive. Um, if you're listening to the show, I definitely want you to stay alive. Thank you very much for, for listening. But, um, no, I want you to take these tips and tell your children and teach your children uh, to be safe. And if they're on the second floor, get a rope ladder, ladder or something to get them out of that second floor. Okay, have a fire escape plan. Have, how about this? How about buying a cheap, if you can get them, everything, a fire extinguisher. How about that? But don't fight the fires, only small things, only very small things like a trash can, that's it. Now, we got about 58 seconds for me to tell you that next week I'm gonna be coming from New York. I'm gonna be having some New York investigators with me and we're going to have a good show. So come back next week. And when you come back, come back to, what is it, Donna? Speaking of fire. Thank you for tuning into Speaking of Fire. Please join your hosts, Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, for another edition of our program next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to be careful this week and every week.